afternoon and welcome to the Middle East Forum's webinar and podcast series featuring talks from the Middle East My name is Dexter Van Vile and I am the editor of Focus on Western Europe. I'm going to be moderating this discussion. Today's guest is Benjamin Baird, director of the Forum's Islamism and Politics. Benjamin has written extensively about the Islamic missions of SWI. In this city, surrounded by Detroit, is perhaps the only U.S. municipality in the United States. Well, it's the first one that has been added. Newly minted Mayor Amir Dalit has endorsed comments calling African Americans animals, Jews, monkeys. He's been accused of corruption and murder. Yet the media insists on ignoring the dealer's story. Why so? And what does this auger for the Islamic and Good Americans care? With that, I'm going to turn it over to Benjamin. Thank you, Dexter. Uh, thank you for the very kind introduction. Uh, I do just want to say that for some reason, your audio was coming in kind of soft for me. Uh, so I'll do my, my best to, to catch your questions there. But uh, in the meantime, we'll just get started here. Um, so as Dexter said, we're here to talk today um, about a, a story of a Detroit area politician. Uh, his name is Mayor... Amir Ghalib, uh, he's from Hamtramck, Michigan, uh, and he was elected as the first Muslim mayor to administer this city, uh, and at the same time that an all-Muslim city council was brought to power and elected in the 2021 elections. Um, and initially hopes were very high for Hamtramck and its all-Muslim city council uh, when they took political control from a really what was a long line of uh, Polish-only mayors. Uh, however, as part of Islamism and politics, we take a look at uh, Islamist politician, Islamist candidates, uh, we track Islamist money in politics. So naturally, we were curious about Hamtramck and its leaders to see if any of them had any Islamist sympathies. Um, and it didn't take long before we found that that was true, in fact, uh, that Mayor Amir Ghalib uh, was a self-professed Salafist. Uh, there was a Salafist preacher that he was close to. He attended a wedding by this preacher. Um, and uh, this particular pre preacher is very anti-Semitic. So we decided to take a closer look at the mayor. And what we found was, was really quite shocking. His Facebook account was just crammed with racist and extremist posts. Uh, he mocked George Floyd protesters and suggested that they only came out to steal alcohol. He characterized them as being as black people as being alcoholics. Uh, he liked a post referring to blacks as animal and inhuman. Uh, the mayor accused Arab world leaders of being secret Jews or becoming Jewish and all of their followers becoming Jewish as well. Uh, he endorsed posts calling Jews quote, monkeys who tax the air we breathe. Uh, he praised the Muslim Brotherhood and Turkey's Islamist government, and he even lionized Saddam Hussein as a heroic martyr. Uh, but one of, the most, one of the most alarming posts we found from Mayor Ghalib uh, occurred in March 2020, when he appears to admit to a very serious case of potential voter fraud uh, by influencing absentee voters to change their vote from Joe Biden to Bernie Sanders in the 2020 Democratic primaries uh, and admitting to filling out actually ballots for 20 people in their families. 
this is illegal in the state of Michigan, make no mistake about it. Uh, so, you know, we wrote about this. Um, we exposed Gallup, we um, published his posts, we took screenshots of them. We, had, we were very careful to get accurate Yemeni uh, translations of his Yemeni language posts. Uh, but there just wasn't much media interest in the story. Uh, and that's basically what I'm here to talk about today. It's not just uh, what uh, Mayor Emir Ghalib did, but why? Why is there no interest uh, when an Islamist uh, who says such things, why isn't he being held accountable? Not just by the media, but by civil rights groups, other politicians. Why is Michigan silent at the moment? Now, uh, what do you think this means about the quality of public life in Hamtramck and the quality of journalism generally? Has the local paper picked up on any of this? No, the, the local paper there is called the Hamtramck Review, and it's, it's not a stranger to controversy. It writes about very uh, racially or religiously sensitive topics all the time. Um, but we've had people call them and ask why they're not covering the story, and they essentially said that they did not want to get involved. Um, the same can be said about Detroit's uh, two major newspapers, one of them being the Detroit Free Press and Detroit News. Um, at one point, we even offered basically to hand the story over to them, give them the scoop if they would run it, um, just because we our big concern uh, was getting locals to hold him accountable, to hold Mayor Gallup accountable. Um, and it just didn't go that way. There wasn't any interest. Um, at one point, if we were going to hand the story to them, they wanted to, uh, to get us to give it to a writer who's been very sympathetic of, of Mayor Gallup in the past. And, and that's just not what we wanted to do uh, with the story. Um, you know, when when Mayor Gallup was first elected in 2021, there was a lot of excitement around it. He made international news. Um, there were headlines everywhere talking about this all Muslim city council and the new Muslim mayor. Um, and they went, they were, journalists were really falling over themselves to talk about how, hey, look, these guys, they're not going to uh, legislate based on their religion. That was the big point of every article. They would quote city council members and the mayor saying, hey, we're not here. We're here to represent everybody. It's gonna be an exclusive city. Um, and that's not the way that it's worked. And in fact, that's not the way that Hamtramck has worked for some time. Um, for many years, they've had uh, Islamist city council members uh, going back to, in fact, in 2015 or 16, it became a majority Muslim uh, city council. And they've been pushing basically Islamist reforms for a very long time. Uh, in Hamtramck, for instance, you will hear the call to prayer three times a day blasted over loudspeakers, one of very few settings in America where, where this is heard. Uh, there's currently an ordinance before city council uh, that is looking at animal sacrifice in people's backyards during Ramadan, uh, during Eid. Um, and they're trying to legalize this so that, you know, uh, Muslim Americans, Yemeni, uh, Bangladeshi immigrants can, can sacrifice uh, goats in their own backyards. Um, there's also been controversies over flying the, the gay pride flag in the city. Um, 
Mayor Gallup just basically fired the entire Human Relations Commission because one of its members uh, decided to fly a gay pride flag without getting his permission. And he's replaced those members with, uh, with, with some of his friends from the Muslim American community, or at least that's what he appears to be doing so far. Um, so this is a city that uh, has a history of, of instituting um, Islamist reforms, for lack of a better word. Um, I don't like to be too alarmist. I don't like to say that um, Hamtramck is the, the caliphate of Michigan. I don't like to say that uh, Hamtramck is going to, um, you know, completely be dictated by Sharia law. But there's no mistake that they are instituting laws in this city that are based on um, strict Islamist principles. Um, and I think that's very unique in Hamtramck. Now, what's the pushback been like? Has there been, I mean, what's the pushback been like? Has there been any? Uh, you know, it's growing. It's been small at first. One thing I think people need to keep in mind is that Hamtramck is a rather insular city. It's an enclave. It's an incorporated city surrounded by Detroit. And even before it became Muslim majority, they kind of stuck to their own there. They enjoyed their independence. Uh, and the same can somewhat be said today. Um, so many of the Hamtramck citizens that I've talked to have frankly been afraid to say anything. Um, they've wanted to work with us. They've wanted to, to say something or do something, but they've wanted to remain anonymous and behind the scenes because they're afraid of uh, reprisals there, uh, especially for non-Muslims and African-Americans who are, are min the minority there. Uh, African-Americans make up about 17% of the population uh, and estimates of the Polish community, what's left of it, uh, suggests that it's, it could even be lower than the African-American community. Uh, so they are a minority there and they're scared. They don't want to say much. Now, that doesn't mean that there hasn't been some pushback. There were uh, two very brave Hamtramck residents, two women who went before the city council uh, they read our article on Mayor Gallup, and they uh, held him to account. They asked the city council to censor him. Uh, they asked for him to apologize. Uh, and his response to that was to call, uh, basically to call our story, uh, people who wrote the story about him, opportunistic parasites. And to, and to say that anybody who reads or believes in that story is also an opportunistic parasite. Uh, this is a mayor calling his constituent a parasite. That's new to me. You know, you hear lawmakers all the time talk about their political opponents in this manner or the media, but their own constituents, this is rare. Um, but Mayor Gallup has that type of personality. Uh, just a few days ago, there was an African-American gentleman who uh, held him to account for during a recent city council meeting saying that, you know, they were, they were going over uh, what the city charter says about hiring a city manager. And as one city council uh, member started reading this, Mayor Gallup interrupted immediately to say, it doesn't have to be a white person. It doesn't say that anywhere. With no context to explain why. Uh, that's what he said. And this African-American gentleman was very upset about that. Uh, he, he said that he would sue the city if, if it wasn't a non-Muslim who was elevated to the city manager position. 
and he basically got in a shouting match with the mayor who called the Hamtramck Review, which initially reported on his comments, called them fake news. Uh, so Hamtramck Review, I guess, is in the same boat as, as we are, uh, as opportunistic parasites and fake news. Um, For them, I, I watched that on YouTube and I saw yeah. that interaction and he and the uh, the gentleman in the uh, during the public forum, he brought fire. He brought the fire. He was furious with what he had seen. Now, one of the things is that do you think people at a certain point are just going to get tired of the controversy? Because if you look at the council proceedings, there's a lot of other problems that they need to worry about. They've got problems with tax abatements. People are furious about their tax bills. Uh, they're furious about a number of other issues that basically have to do with normal governance of a city. Yeah. Do you think in the long run this is going to be proved to be a distraction that'll kind of force uh, people to make changes in the city? I think we're going to see Mayor Gallup continue to expose himself for who he is. So while this particular scandal may start to blow over over time, I mean, we saw, given the opportunity to speak, uh, when he mentioned hiring, not hiring a white person, um, you know, these things are going to resurface. Um, it's not just Mayor Gallup either. It is the, the city council needs to be taken a look at as well. Uh, we've, we've reviewed their Facebook posts, their social media accounts as well. Um, and there is a definite pattern of anti-Semitism and anti-Israel co content on all of their Facebook pages, uh, except for one who I believe is, is uh, too old, I think, to have a Facebook page, or, or not too old, but simply does not, chooses not to have one. Um, so this is a pattern. This is something we're gonna see, not just from Mayor Gallup, but from other members of the city council. Um, but I think the real big issue here is the potential election fraud. This is the issue that I don't think Mayor Gallup can get to go away. Um, for one, election fraud has been a problem in Hamtramck for many years now. Um, going back to 2013, there, were, there was a mayoral candidate, there was a city council candidate. Um, both complained of being approached by elected officials who offered them absentee ballots in exchange for the support of their campaigns. One of them is a currently serving city council member, Mohammed Hassan who offered a woman, uh, a black uh, activist who was running for city council, he offered her 26 votes in exchange for her drumming up support for him through the African American community. Um, also in 2013, there were four men indicted and eventually convicted for absentee ballot fraud, for mishandling absentee ballots. Uh, then in 2017, another city council member, Naeem Chowdhury, had his offices raided, had his father's car impounded uh, as uh, members of the Michigan State Police spent about two months in the city investigating potential uh, ballot fraud, election fraud. Um, in 2020, Mohammed Hassan again, the, um, the Michigan Secretary, or I'm sorry, the Michigan Attorney General had to send him a cease and desist letter because he was offering to uh, uh, drive to help people fill out their absentee ballots and drive them to the polls. So when Mayor Gallup brings up that he potentially filled out as many as 20 people plus their families absentee ballots, uh, this is a long history and this is something that should not go away. 
Um, Dana Nessel, the current uh, Attorney General of Michigan, has investigated people for far less than what Mayor Gallup uh, admits to potentially doing. Um, she uh, convicted a grandmother for filling out an absentee ballot for her grandson because she felt that he wouldn't be able to make it on, on election day. Uh, you know, there's, there's also uh, uh, a number of nurses who filled out ballots for people at, uh, at nursing homes. Um, you know, whether or not that, that was something um, purposeful and uh, meaning to defraud the system, I, I'm, I'm not very sure. But in any case, uh, these have to be at least equal to what Mayor Gallup has done. Uh, and so far, there isn't much uh, to suggest that the state of Michigan is doing much, not just for Mayor Gallup, but for the city of Hamtramck. Um, you know, election fraud is supposed to be relatively rare in this country, or at least that's what we heard after the 2020 elections. And uh, as a result, let's prosecute the cases that at least that we do know of. Uh, and that's simply not happening here. Um, so let's, let's hold them to account that, you know, they have, a, they have an election fraud detection team in the Michigan Secretary of State's office. Have them review the ballots in Hamtramck to look for similar signatures or to see if, uh, if at least 20 people signed saying that they had someone else fill out the ballots for them on March 8th. Uh, there's many ways that they can look into this. Um, but so far, if they're acting, they're acting very slowly. We haven't been able to confirm an investigation. Now, one of the questions that came up in the Q&A is, is, you know, do you think the race card is, is, is one of the reasons why journalists are reluctant to cover this? Can you talk in general about the factors that contribute to journalistic evasion of responsibility? What's going on here? Yeah, of course. Uh, absolutely, race card. Uh, or at least the so-called Islamophobic card is a big deal in this situation. Uh, we wrote about a piece in the Federalist about why the media is ignoring this problem. I pointed to three major issues. The first of these is that uh, Muslims, at least the way progressives tell it and the establishment media, Muslims are the victims, never the perpetrators of bigotry. Um, there is a great deal of buy-in to the uh, so-called Islamophobic narrative. Um, they want to show that uh, Muslims today are, are like African-Americans in the pre-civil rights era. Um, you even hear some people suggest that, uh, in a very tone-deaf suggestion, that uh, uh, Muslims are the new black, I've heard. Um, so they want to show them as a victim. And of course, when you show Mayor Gallup in this light, uh, and other members of the community that just doesn't mesh with their, with their worldview. Yeah. The other problem here, number two, and I think this is a big deal, is that uh, Hamtramck, their motto, the world in two square miles, it essentially uh, serves as a proving ground uh, for multiculturalism. This is uh, what progressives have always talked about with open borders um, um, and with with wanting to, you know, with, with all cultures are equal. Um, but that isn't the case here. You know, we need to, we need to acknowledge that there are cultural imports from, from Yemen and, and from Bangladesh even uh, that are undesirable in America. And when they don't assimilate that there are problems with this. Um, for instance, in Yemen, there is a very 
long history of black oppression. Um, you know, Yemen is one of the last holdouts of slavery in the world. Hard for people to imagine in the 21st century, but it's true. Um, African-Americans are referred to uh, as the marginalized in, in Yemen. That is, that is what they're called because they are in fact marginalized. They have menial low paying jobs. They have no access to upward social mobility. Um, African-Americans, or I'm sorry, black people, dark skinned people treated very poorly in Yemen. Um, there's also even smaller things like uh, garbage nuisance and trash. There was a former city council member in Hamtramck who pointed out that, you know, we need to be more sensitive uh, culturally about the fact that many of our uh, Bangladeshi and Yemeni immigrant communities, they didn't come from places that had trash collection. And so they didn't grow up around this. So they're not used to um, avoiding littering and making sure that their trash is disposed of properly. Um, this is not an insult. It is just a common reality of the world we live in. Certain people grow up with certain different standards. Um, some people certainly don't have access to trash collection that are fighting the civil war um, as they are in Yemen. And so, uh, but in acknowledging this, the city council member was censured. And in fact, uh, they were going to try to recall him for it. Um, but these are two of, of the um, sort of cultural imports that we see um, and that the media does not want to discuss. And the, the third problem uh, is, is of course election fraud. People do not want to acknowledge that uh, election fraud is a problem in this country however small, uh, even if it is limited to a handful of cases, there is an interest from the media, especially after 2020, to suggest that uh, these are the most secure elections we've ever had and that it's impossible, uh, that our elections are impenetrable. Um, and as Hamtramck has demonstrated, this isn't, this isn't the case, but even more off-putting to uh, the mainstream media is that this is an immigrant community that is involved in election fraud. Um, and that is something they don't want to acknowledge. There was a study a few years ago about uh, immigrant um, election fraud, immigrant voting. Um, and there was definitely a strong interest in suppressing or uh, fighting that study that suggested that there was a problem for uh, non-citizen voting in this country. So I think those three factors are or why the media doesn't want to touch the story. All right, so what are your private messages on Facebook and, and direct messages on Twitter like these days? Are you getting any well, interesting ones? Yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot of people that have reached out to me privately and said, um, I want to do something about this, but I'm afraid. Um, and they've been releasing information to me over time, a lot of stories that are very enlightening, um, for instance, there was an African-American businesswoman in town who uh, uh, she was trying to get zoning to allow her to open a massage parlor in town. And she wasn't, uh, she wasn't allowed to. Residents came in, Muslim Americans came in and said that uh, they didn't think she, she should be allowed to open her store there because of the clientele it might attract. And of course she took this uh, as, as a great insult. Temporarily, she wasn't allowed to open her business there until there was a great deal of pushback. 
um, and and that allowed her uh, eventually to open her store there. Thank goodness. But um, you know, this was African Americans in the city. I should say have a long history of of oppression. Um, you know, it was during 19, the 1960s that there were urban renewal projects in, in Hamtramck, where when the, when the Polish were the majority there, they tried to push out African-American families uh, to build freeways or other urban revitalization projects. Uh, there's only been two African-American city council members in, in Hamtramck's 100 year history. Um, you know, and they've always been at least 13 to 20% of the population there. Um, so they're not being represented. Um, so I think it's it's important to know that, keep that in mind when you look at Mayor Gallup's uh, racist comments. Um, but as to your question about uh, personal Facebook comments, yes, there I've gotten messages from people that have said that I'm just mad or upset that the Muslims have taken over Hamtramck and that they're turning it into a Muslim city and that, uh, uh, you know, just just crazy things, of course, but uh, uh, personal insults from people as well. Uh, but that's to be that's to be expected. Anytime uh, you upset the power structure of a place like Hamtramck, there's going to be fallout from it. So, where do you think this story is headed? Do you think we're going to start to see some pushback, uh, even from like? Uh, the Muslim community in Hamtramck, do you think, I mean, is that ultimately where you think this is headed? Uh, unfortunately, he had, Mayor Gallup has strong support from the, from the Muslim community, even exposing these things. Um, you know, I, I would share and be part of different Hamtramck message boards. And um, at first it was disbelief. People said it was fake news. Uh, and then people excused away his comments. Um, uh, you know, that's not to say that it's 100%. There are uh, several Muslim Americans who've also reached out to me and want to be a part of, of pushing back uh, on this. Um, I think that it's going to take some momentum. It's going to take groups. It's going to take Black civil rights groups. It's going to take uh, citizens within Hamtramck itself. Um, it's going to take members of the city council to hold him accountable and to hold themselves accountable, really, uh, for there to, to be any kind of change. Um, but I don't have much faith that uh, Mayor Gallup's constituency themselves will hold him accountable. I don't. Um, so hopefully, you know, we can bring pressure to bear from other places. Where's the NAACP been on this? Uh, the NAACP has not uh, commented um, you know, we filed an actual complaint with them. Uh, Black Lives Matter as well. They have a complaint system, filed complaints with them. There are some other uh, Black political groups in town that we are just starting to talk to and have been very open and helpful. Um, so I don't want to say that we're not making any progress in this regard. Um, but again, those groups are um, reluctant to get involved for the same reason that the media is and for some of the reasons that I discussed early. Um, I think they look at it as a, as a threat to their own identity politics in many ways. Um, and so we're just trying to inform people locally what the problem is um, and let them come up with the solutions and share with us how to address them uh, and we'll support them in any way. 
Um, but, you know, part of the counter-Islamist grid program, uh, which I also um, am a part of at the Middle East Forum, is understanding the importance of local activism. Um, you know, we're viewed as outsiders in Hamtramck. They, they view us as outsiders and, and uh, we're meddling in their affairs. So we really need locals to pick this up. And one of the things we've done in that regard is to circulate a, um, a call to action that asks Hamtramck residents and people of Michigan and the surrounding Detroit area uh, to simply enter in their information, their address, their name, uh, and it will send a letter to each of the six members of the city council, plus the mayor, plus the city manager. They will all get a letter explaining that they should censure the mayor, that he should apologize, and he should explain what happened on March 8th with the uh, potential election fraud there. Um, so that's the direction we're pushing this. Uh, any last uh, points that you think we should have covered? No, I just want to mention to people um, that they can go to stopgallabfraud.com uh, if they want to get involved, if they want to sign our call to action, uh, and if they want to read more about the problem. Um, yeah, definitely. Look, we're not going to rest on this. We're going to hold him accountable, and we're going to take a closer look at election fraud in the city of Hamtramck and see what we come up with. So I'd ask our viewers to stay tuned. Excellent. Thank you so much. And with that, we have come to the close of our webinar, and I want to thank Benjamin for this. It's been wonderful. Uh, it's been wonderful to read these articles as they come in. And I would like to remind our viewers that Ashley Perry will be speaking on Wednesday about the upcoming Israeli election on an MEF webinar, and that Irina Zuckerman will be speaking on Friday about the ongoing alliance between the Kremlin and the Mullahs of uh, Tehran. And also, I'd ask people to be on the lookout for next week's webinar offerings, which will be emailed to you over the weekend. Thank you all for joining us, and I hope you have a wonderful week and a good Labor Day weekend. Thank you so much.